America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and dark talk of looming conflict. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. We have just received word that libertarian death squad are taking over. We've come to take our country back. back. Yeah. 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 It also worries its civil war could be on the way back. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you are now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island today drywall declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. Hey guys, welcome to Inside Four Walls. Now, I know this is not a live stream because you're... No, he's giving a stage now of all times? What? Hold on. A great time for us to take a quick commercial time out. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, but there's no way in hell I'm running the gambit of doing this live. If Trump's going to be announced and he's running for president in 2024, I am not letting him... Fuck my YouTube channel up. I got two strikes. The first strike goes away at the beginning of December. <coughs> so I am being extra cautious. But what's going on with Rumble? Rumble is crashing. Dude. Uh, I'm keeping up as many of these live shows as I as I can. Just going on, on in the background. Because Rumble, you know, I was going to live stream it. And then I started to realize. Oop. I don't catch that up. I got the live stream right here from Donald Trump. We're just waiting for all these to go up. He's supposed to take the stage here at 9. What's going on here? surge over the last 12 months, the highest level since 1979. So the Biden economy is an unmitigated disaster. However... We at Birch Gold Group, of course, specialize in precious metals, gold and silver. They are safe haven assets. Yeah, right and side went down. conducive for climates like this. Right so side broadcasting crashed probably 20 minutes ago. It's, I was getting ready to record and live stream and then BAM! Down. And then every so often, Rumble is just periodically crashing on us as we record. Just clicking different things. Okay, this works. And you guys have made a really information kit, and it really it all involves a simple text. Now, there's a couple things to keep in mind leading us into this. We don't know what Trump's going to talk about or what he's going to do. We're all assuming he's going to be running for president. However, we do have a report. I can't pull it up right now. We have a report that has been being passed around, at least on some of the live streams. That Donald Trump has confirmed to people behind the scenes that tonight is the night he will be launch- He will be announcing his 2024 campaign. I'd also like to take a moment to apologize. I had repeated multiple times that <clears throat> everything about the Trump v. DeSantis beef looks completely media-driven. While I think most of it is, 
as it turns out, there's a lot of it that unfortunately seems like Trump is actually going after DeSantis, and there's a bit of a rift between those two, but that'll be an episode for a different day. I know which side, which of the two I'm going to throw my hat behind. It might not be who you think, but again, we're waiting here. Trump should take the stage here at 9 o'clock p.m. Tuesday, November 15th, 2022. He should be taking the stage at any minute, or well, at 9 o'clock, I don't know why I said any minute. And the main reason why, I don't know if this is going to go up on YouTube or not, but as soon as the stream is over and Trump does his thing and we have the reaction and everything done, it'll be going up on as many platforms as possible. YouTube, again, I don't know if he talks about things like the election of 2020, which, by the way, if Donald Trump focuses mainly on what happened in 2020 and he cries and bitches and moans about it, he's going to commit suicide on his own campaign. Hi friends, Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. It's so good to be with you on this historic night. Hmm? As we listen to President Trump once again through Right Side Broadcasting Network. President Trump's service as president led America to unprecedented heights in our economy, our security, our freedom, our respect for life, our judicial integrity, our role in fostering world peace, and our respect among the nations. Scripture tells us a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Never has a president accomplished so much while under such unprecedented attack. President Donald Trump has given us an example of self-sacrifice. Okay, well, so go predictions here. If Trump does announce he's running for president right now, we need to keep in mind things that could just be right up the gate sabotage, right? Trump really needs to tap into that that special little element he had going for him in 2016. Is it meme magic? Was he just more willing to be brash and say shit? We don't know. Speculation could go anywhere on what happened, but 2020 Trump was a much more dour, downer type of person running for presidency all defense and anger no no fun and humor he needs to trap in tap right into that for 26 right in that right in that 2016 energy for the uh, 2024 campaign but if trump spends the night talking about the past of the 2024 election he's gonna be shooting himself in the foot voters don't want to hear about that they want to hear about what's to come what's the future is but at the same time there's a large, large, large dedicated base. I would tell you that if it's unaddressed right now, then it, you know, if Trump doesn't talk about it tonight, then it will make no headway in getting it addressed. My response to that is, you have to, you have to have the the broad appeal, and then follow investigations closely. And as you know, things come out, you know, you know, elevate those voices. <laughs> What's he saying? This country doesn't belong to the radicals who want to destroy it. It belongs to us. God bless President Donald Trump. God what bless. What's going on here? Hi everyone, welcome back. We are live at RSBN's studio headquarters. This, in these Alabama, numbers are, are spazzing. The one and only Congresswoman Green, Let's scroll up here real quick. Who's live in See what the count goes Ms. up to. Green, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on, Liz. This is a big night. It's a huge night. We're all very excited here. We've campaigned really hard the past few years with his mon- is momentous the, uh, rally. I thought I saw the brick wall suit guy. 
But first and foremost, I want to say congratulations to you because you had a huge win in Georgia District 14. And despite everything else going on with the midterms, that's not to be overlooked. So congratulations on that. And I want to talk to you also about Congress and what having the majority would mean, because as of today, it's projected that we as Republicans will have the majority in Congress. So what does that mean for the future of the America First agenda? Absolutely. I think Americans have a huge reason to celebrate tonight because tonight it has been announced the decision desk has called it for the Republicans to hold the majority in the House starting in January. So here in Washington, D.C., that's a really big deal because when we control the House and we have the majority <laughs> we over our speaker, we're going to have Jesus. subpoena power and everyone watching knows exactly what that means. I'm looking forward to serving on the oversight committee and we will definitely be, be, be bringing accountability to the people that have misled the American people, have abused their power and have spent the American people's tax dollars for the wrong purposes and, and for corruption. So I look forward to those investigations, but subpoena power is everything. But tonight we're going to hear President Trump announce his candidacy for 2024. And here's why it's so exciting, Liz. You and I both have been to so many Trump rallies all over the country, and we know where the American people's hearts are. We know exactly who they're loyal to. They're loyal to President Trump. They elected him in 2016. They re-elected him in 2020, and they're going to do it again in 2024. He will be our nominee in 2024. But let me explain what that means. So here in Congress, what Republicans will do over the next two years is we will set the agenda and we will prove to the American people that the Republican Party is the party that is America first, that the Republican Party will be the party that they can trust for their children's future and for the future of this country. The past two years have been unbelievable in what we have lived through under the Biden administration and under Democrat control. Americans are fed up with it. Oh, the people everywhere whatever. are hardly able to afford food, gas, rent because of inflation that's crippling Americans, a wide open border that has led to over 5 million people invading our country. We have a daily invasion. Fentanyl killing over 300 people every single day. Crime is out of control in every single city in the United States of America, and no one's ever been held accountable for those BLM riots that burned American cities. We have, we have Americans that have been charged for January 6th, and they're rotting away in jail every single day, pre-trial. They haven't even been convicted. We have a federal government that is pursuing and spending tens of billions of dollars defending another country's border over in Ukraine and completely ignoring the daily border invasion in our country. So I think America is ready and the Republican Party is going to be the party that's going to lead on these issues. But more importantly, we're going to set the stage for President Trump in 2024. Let's outline what that looks like. President Trump is the greatest president that we have ever had in the history of this nation. President Trump brought world peace at a time when we needed it after decades of foreign wars. President Trump moved the embassy to Jerusalem and Israel. President Trump put our border security first and started building a border wall. That wall needs to be finished and our border needs to be secured. President Trump had the, had the strongest economy, the greatest tax plan, Shoot. and President Trump truly cared uh. about the American people, no matter who they were. 
rich, poor, or every, and every single there it identity. Goes. President Trump truly Treat cares about Americans and put go. America first. So we are so excited for him to announce God, his candidacy tonight because President Trump has a plan. You see, he started something when he ran and became president in 2016, and he has to finish it. President Trump will drain the swamp, and he has the list of every single unelected bureaucrat that we need to gut out of this this huge federal bureaucracy and the people that we need to remove from our government. You see, he learned a lesson in his first four years. He found out who his friends are and who his enemies are. And those same enemies of President Trump are the enemies of the American people. And this is why I support President Trump in his candidacy. And I cannot wait to work as hard as possible to get him reelected and get him back in the White House in 2024. So I'm so excited about tonight. Thank you so much. Now, your support for President Trump is clear. You endorsed him earlier today for a 2024 run. But when it comes to the MAGA movement, it looks like there's a divide amongst who they want as Speaker of the House because we are finally getting rid of Pelosi, which is a huge accomplishment in and of itself. Yes. But when it comes to Speaker of the House and the divide there, whether it's your support for McCarthy or Matt Gates's support for Biggs, um, why do you think McCarthy is going to be the best choice? It's like a social media. Uh... Well, first, let me make it very clear. I absolutely love Andy Biggs and Matt Gates. Those are two of my great allies um, and friends. Those are people that I fight alongside with and right. completely share those values. I'm a proud member of the House Freedom Caucus, and everyone knows how hard I have fought over the past two years. Everyone needs to remember, remember, I have served without committees. I have asked for recorded votes. We have over 530 bills on records because of my work asking for recorded votes and Freedom Caucus joining me in that fight. Here's something else everyone needs to know. I am going to be completely committed to my same values and same fight that I've shown the entire time. But we're at real risk that with this razor thin majority, Liz, there is a real chance the Democrats can recruit weak Republicans to join them in electing a speaker of their choice. We cannot allow that to happen. And those conversations are already happening. Don Bacon is on record telling the press that he would work with Democrats to choose a speaker. And there are other Republicans that are actively planning and saying they won't allow Freedom Caucus to control who the speaker is. They're going to do everything they can to control who the speaker is. And that means working with Democrats if they need to. I, I refuse to allow that to happen. We cannot hand the gavel over to Democrat control because again, subpoena power is everything and we need to control the purse springs. So, so here's what we have to do. We have to do everything we can to make sure that we elect the speaker. The majority of our conference right now supports Kevin McCarthy. We had our vote today in our conference. There were only 31 people that voted against Kevin McCarthy. And I have to tell everyone, Nancy Pelosi, when she ran for speaker last time in her conference, 32 Democrats voted against her and she ran unopposed. No one was running against her and 32 people voted no. But when it came to January 3rd, they voted... R.I.P. Joe Rogan. What the hell? R.I.P. Joe Rogan. That's funny. 
Are you okay, Daniel? So if my uh, plan swings like this, does it get in your way? Okay. How about we get a ground news real quick? Specifically including the election of all the people that I'm going to name. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. We want nothing to detract from the importance of tomorrow. You understand that, J.D.? a great question, Liz, and I'm really glad you asked it. As far as the House, I feel it's a success because we're taking back the majority. But for Arizona, I think it's an absolute disaster and an embarrassment on the world stage. Carrie Lake should be governor of Arizona. I truly believe there's election fraud there. It should never be election month. It should be election day. And it's pathetic that we have elections in states like Arizona, California, and other states where they're still counting ballots a week leading into two weeks and even more, counting ballots and trying to figure out what the count is for election day. That's unacceptable. And so until we come up with a way to have election day and not election month, we're going to continue to see election fraud because that's what mail-in ballots make possible. They make election fraud possible. And so I think the American people have a right to be angry about that. And I think people in Arizona are sick and... All right, guys, we only got a couple more minutes before Trump is expected to take the stage. Now, mind you, this guy is always fashionable late. But over here, from five minutes ago, over at the Patriots.win, just in Donald Trump files form to run for president of the United States in 2024. Well, if this is accurate, that seals the deal, folks. We are a couple minutes away. Filing FEC 1661550. One, Donald J. Trump for President 2024, P.O. Box. You can see all that here. Date 11 15 2022. Double check, see if he's on stage yet. N nope, nothing yet. Alright. Trump has not yet taken the stage. This little rattling of this. It's going to drive me insane. You should be taking the stage here in two minutes. You're going to be able to see that another victory. All right. Now, let's see. Where was I? Right here. Date 11-15-2022. The FEC committee ID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This committee is a principal campaign committee. Candidate Donald J. Trump. Party Republican Party. Office sought president. State is in district. Affiliated Committees and Organizations, Trump Save America Joint Fundraising Committee. Double check. Still not there yet. <clears throat> Another address. Moving on. If this is 
all the announcement is. Oh, poor buddy. All right. So, and that's at least what's over here at the Patriots.win. I lurk here, but I never post here. Let's see, what's the Donald? What's the. I want to call, I want to call it Donald because that's what he basically used to be. Let's see. Nothing there. Uh, nothing quite yet. This stream, man, this stream is just having spaz issues today. I think it's just not, I think it's just crashing on us pretty fucking hard. And that's the stream we got going on right here. He doesn't care about the people being carjacked, raped, murdered, and killed in the city of Atlanta. He could care less. All he cares about is spending his time up here in Washington, D.C., kissing up to Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, and the Biden administration. Georgia cannot afford that embarrassment anymore. So you know, Liz, we're going to be on the ground working hard to get Herschel across the line because it's so important for us to get that Senate seat back and put that Senate seat on a mission for America first. And I know Herschel Walker will do that. It is officially nine o'clock no now. We'll be, we'll be helping him, campaigning for him, helping in Georgia in every single way. But let me tell you what else we have. Governor Hold Kemp, on. Who we just reelected. Something just changed over at Stacey Donald Trump's uh, Rumble account. For even daring to run for governor again a second <laughs> in Georgia. Governor Kemp will be on the ground too. Governor Kemp will be helping turn out Herschel Walker's votes alongside of, of our great and favorite president, future uh, president in 2024, Donald J. Trump. So I think we're going to see a uniting of Republicans in Georgia, and that's to fight for that Senate, se Senate seat. Ooh, and you know Jesus I'll be out there Christ helping on the ground, too. Well, I look forward to seeing you at a rally soon. I have See what's going on over here at TimCast. Com, signing up to LukeUncensored.com. This is the way that we need to do this because there's no other way of, of, of supporting content creators because the old models are gone. Also, uh, Daniel, what's your website? Oh, we got it. That's right. Oh, yeah, I got the I got the link. Luke Gentlemen, posted the image. I'm gonna post the, the link along with it. And first lady of the United States of Yo, America. Oh, here we are. President Donald J. Trump, accompanied by Mrs. Melania Trump. Quality down a little bit. Damn, I don't want to go to 720 though. Ah, but I'm gonna have to, aren't I? From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston. Pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say, 
no. What is going on? And on behalf of Melania, myself, and our entire family, I want to thank you all for being here tonight. It's a very special occasion at a very special place. You and all of those watching are the heart and soul of this incredible movement and the greatest country in the history of the world. It's very simple. There has never been anything like it. This great movement of ours, never been anything like it, and perhaps there will never be anything like it again. There's never been anything to compete with what we have all done. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests, and my fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right now. <laughs> it's just posing. Two years ago, when I left office, the United States stood ready for its golden age. Our nation was at the pinnacle of power, prosperity, uh, and prestige, towering above all rivals, vanquishing all enemies, left. and striding into the future, confident and so strong. In four short years, everybody was doing great. Men, women, African-Americans, Asian-Americans, Hispanic-Americans. Everybody was thriving like never before. There was never a time like this. We turned the page on decades of globalist sellouts and one-sided trade deals, lifted millions out of poverty, and together we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. When the virus hit our shores, I took decisive action and saved lives and the U.S. economy. And by October of the same year, America was roaring back with the number one fastest economic recovery ever recorded. How about that? That is true. That's a fact. Though. All of the incoming administration and all they had to do was just sit back and watch. Inflation was non-existent. Our southern border was by far the strongest ever. And because the border was so tight, drugs were coming into our country at the lowest level in many, many years. Importantly, after decades of rising energy costs, 
the United States had finally attained the impossible dream of American energy independence, which soon would have turned into energy dominance. For the first time in memory, China was reeling and back on its heels. You've never seen that before because the United States was outdoing them on every single front and China was paying billions and billions of dollars in taxes and tariffs. <coughs> Farmers know that because they got 28 billion of it. No president had ever sought or received one dollar for our country from China until I came along and we were getting hundreds of billions of dollars. Many people think that because of this, China played a very active role in the 2020 election. Just saying, just saying. Sure, that didn't happen. Instead of jobs and factories leaving America for China, they were for the first time ever leaving China for America. Businesses were pouring back because of our historic tax and regulation cuts, the biggest in both categories in history, bigger even than what Ronald Reagan was able to produce, and he produced a lot. China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea were in check and respected. They respected the United States, and quite honestly, they respected me. I knew them well. I knew them well. The vicious ISIS caliphate, which no president was able to conquer, was decimated by me and our great warriors in less than three weeks, and al-Baghdadi, its founder, was hunted down and killed. North Korea had not launched... North Korea had not launched a single long-range missile since my summit with Chairman Kim Jong-un nearly three years before we developed a relationship and that's a good thing not a bad thing it's a good thing very good thing actually because look at what's happening today my opponents made me out to be a warmonger and just a terrible person who would immediately go into war they said during the 2016 campaign that if he becomes president there will never be a war within weeks and we will have wars like you've never seen before. It will happen immediately. And yet, I've gone decades, decades without a war, the first president to do it for that long a period. The world was at peace. America was prospering. And our country was on track for an amazing future because I made big promises to the American people, and unlike other presidents, I kept my promises. I kept them. Thank you very much. Under our leadership, we were a great and glorious nation, something you haven't heard for quite a long period of time. We were a strong nation, and importantly, we were a free nation. 
But now we are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. For millions of Americans, the past two years under Joe Biden have been a time of pain, hardship, anxiety, and despair. As we speak, inflation is the highest in over 50 years. Gas prices have reached the highest levels in history and expect them to go much higher now that the strategic national reserves, which I filled up, have been virtually drained in order to keep gasoline prices lower just prior to the election. Joe Biden has intentionally surrendered our energy independence. There is no longer even a thought of dominance, and we are now begging for energy help from foreign nations, many of whom find us detestable. Our southern border has been erased, and our country is being invaded by millions and millions of unknown people, many of whom are entering for a very bad and sinister reason. And you know what that reason is. We will be paying a big price for this invasion into our country for years to come. Hundreds of thousands of pounds of deadly drugs, including very lethal fentanyl, are flooding across the now open and totally porous southern border. The blood-soaked streets of our once great cities are cesspools of violent crimes, which are being watched all over the world as leadership of other countries explain that this is what America and democracy is really all about. How sad. The United States has been embarrassed, humiliated, and weakened for all to see. The disasters in Afghanistan, perhaps the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country, where we lost lives, left Americans behind, and surrendered 85 billion dollars worth of the finest military equipment anywhere in the world and ukraine which would have never happened if i were your president are something and even the democrats admit that that's something i've seen them admit over and over again but our enemies are speaking of us with scorn and laughter and derision because of those two events. But there are many more. Even just today, a missile was sent in probably by Russia to Poland, 50 miles into Poland. And people are going absolutely wild and crazy. And they're not happy. They're very, very angry. Now we have a president who falls asleep at global conferences, was held in contempt by the British Parliament over Afghanistan, thanks to the words of wisdom he said thank you to the wrong country for inviting him to a major summit on the environment of all things. They fly for days to get there and then he calls the country a name that was actually a country on another continent. And he's leading us to the brink of nuclear war, a concept unimaginable just two short years ago. You cannot mention the nuclear word. It's too devastating. The Green New Deal and the environment, which they say may affect us in 300 years, is all 
that is talked about, and yet nuclear weapons, which would destroy the world immediately, are never even discussed as a major threat. Can you imagine? They say the ocean will rise one-eighth of an inch over the next 200 to 300 years. But don't worry about nuclear weapons that can take out entire countries with one shot. Something is wrong with their thinking under Biden and the radical Democrats. America has been mocked, derided, and brought to its knees, perhaps like never before. But we are here tonight to declare that it does not have to be this way. It does not have to be this way. Two years ago, we were a great nation, and soon we will be a great nation again. The decline of America is being forced upon us by Biden and the radical left lunatics running our government right into the ground. This decline is not a fate we must accept. When given the choice, boldly, clearly, and directly, I believe the American people will overwhelmingly reject the left's platform of national ruin, and they will embrace our platform of national greatness and glory to America. Glory. Exactly one week ago, our citizens voted in the important midterm elections, and despite a ridiculously long and unnecessary period of waiting, far longer, in fact, than any third world country, just a short time ago, the Republicans won back control of the House of Representatives. Ooh. And it was with a great Trump-endorsed candidate, Congressman-elect Kevin Kiley, who is a fantastic person, a fantastic person. And I'm very happy it was his vote that did it. But we so we now won back. This happened just an hour ago. Much criticism is being placed on the fact that the Republican Party should have done better. And frankly, much of this blame is correct. But the citizens of our country have not yet realized the full extent and gravity of the pain our nation is going through. And the total effect of the suffering is just starting to take hold. They don't quite feel it yet, but they will very soon. I have no doubt that by 2024, it will sadly be much worse, and they will see much more clearly what happened and what is happening to our country. And the voting will be much different. 2024. He just walked off right now. <laughs> Are you getting ready? Oh shit. He did the water sip. And I am too. Ooh. I am too. Ooh. Get the memes ready. I do want to point out that in the midterms, my endorsement success memes. rate was 232 wins and only 22 losses. You don't hear that Ooh. from the media. Yeah, I covered that. And this is an elegant night and an elegant press place, and I'm not going to use the term fake news media. Oh, shit. So we're going to keep it very elegant.
but you don't hear that from the media. <laughs> I think you will because people are starting to see what happened. That's some score. And in the primaries, it was 98.6%. But they were still trying to blame me. And the reason for the success and that unprecedented success rate is that the Trump administration changed our nation on trade, on securing the border with the strongest, safest border ever in the history of our country, on Islamic terrorism. We had practically just about, not that I can think of, no Islamic attacks, terrorist attacks during the Trump administration. And in fact, we got along very well with the various countries. Including coming up with the Abraham Accords. That's a great thing. That's got me to vote for in 2020, actually. But it's because of cutting taxes and cutting regulations at the highest level ever. And on building the greatest economy. Any time in the history of the world, there's never been an economy like we had just two years ago. Despite the outcome in the Senate, we cannot lose hope. And we must all work very hard for a gentleman and a great person named Herschel Walker, a fabulous human being who loves our country and will be a great he said United fabulous. States Senator. Herschel Walker, get out and vote for Herschel, and he deserves it. Mm. He was an incredible athlete. He'll be an even better senator. Get out and vote for Herschel Walker. We elected a group of incredibly talented America First leaders who will be stars of our party for many years to come. In the popular vote, another thing that's not discussed for the House, we must remember that Republicans won five million more votes, the largest margin in many, many years over the Democrats. Five million more votes. That's a big thing. Breaking the radical Democrats' grip on Congress was crucial. So in other words, because of our great congressmen and all of our great congressmen and congresswomen, we have taken over Congress. Nancy Pelosi has been fired. Is that right? There we go. Told you, we'll turn through our win. Ignore the black pillars. I told them, I said, if you just keep a little bit lower standard, you're going to have a big victory. They said, let's win by 40 seats. Let's win by 50. I said, if you win by two seats, be happy. But she's on her way to another country right now. She's been fired. <laughs> but we always have known jokes. that He's got the memes. this was not the end. It was only the beginning of our fight to rescue the American dream. And it's a word you don't use. Two words. I don't want to be Joe. It's two words. American dream. That was not good what he did. There are a lot of bad things like going to Idaho and saying, welcome to the state of Florida. I really love it. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. And it's a go. There we go, folks. It is official. Trump 2024 has been announced official. We earlier read the SEC filing for that campaign specifically. Trump's back on the menu, baby. Let the memes flow. 
so many incredible friends and family here tonight. It's such a beautiful thing. It's some people. Say, How do you speak before so many people all the time? If it's love in the room, it's really easy. If you want to know, the <laughs> you ought to try it sometime. <laughs> Together, we will be taking on the most corrupt forces and entrenched interests imaginable. Oh, sorry, I heard you a second ago. Is in a horrible state. We're in grave trouble. This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement that embodies the courage, confidence, and the spirit of the American people. This is a movement. This is not for any one individual. This is a job for tens of millions of proud people working together from all across the land and from all walks of life, young and old, black and white, Hispanic and Asian, many of whom we have brought together for the very, very first time. If you look at the numbers, if you look at what's happened with Hispanic, with African-American, with Asian, and just look at what's happening. This is a party that has become much bigger, much stronger, much more powerful, can do much more good for our country. This is a job for Grandmothers and construction workers, firefighters, builders, teachers, doctors, and farmers who cannot stay quiet any longer. You can't stay quiet any longer. You're angry about what's happening to our country. Our country is being destroyed before your very eyes. It's a job for every aspiring young person and every hardworking parent, for every entrepreneur and underappreciated police officer who is ready to shout for safety in America. The police are being treated so badly. These are great people. They can straighten out the crime. They're the ones that know how to do it. We have to give them back their respect and their dignity. This will not be my campaign. This will be our campaign altogether. Because the only force strong enough to defeat the massive corruption we are up against is you, the American people. That's true. The American people, the greatest people on earth. We love them all. And we love both sides. We're going to bring people together. We're going to unify people. And it was happening in the previous administration, previous to the previous. And uh, what was bringing them together was success. Prior to COVID coming in, the people were calling me, that were calling me. You wouldn't believe it. People that were so far left, I figured they'd never speak to me and I would never speak to them. But our success was so incredible, like never before. And then COVID started coming in from China. We call it the China virus. Some people call it other things, but it was devastating and we built it back and did an incredible job. But when people say, Republicans or Democrats or liberals or conservatives, I say we could all get together. And we were doing that. That was happening just prior because the success was greater than this country has ever had. We were leapfrog in China and leapfrogging everybody else and everybody wanted a piece of it. But just as I promised in 2016, I am your voice. I am your voice. The Washington establishment wants to silence us, but we will not let them do that. 
What we have built together over the past six years is the greatest movement in history because it is not about politics. It's about our love for this great country, America, and we're not going to let it fail. I am running because I believe the world has not yet seen the true glory of what this nation can be. We have not reached that pinnacle, believe it or not. In fact, we can go very far. We're going to have to go far. First, we have to get out of this ditch. And once we're out, you'll see things that nobody imagined for any country. It's called the United States of America, and it's an incredible place. We are Americans, and we do not have to endure what has taken place in Washington, D.C. This is our country, our government, and the corridors of power, or our, they're our corridors. They're not their corridors. These are our corridors. And we are coming to take those corridors back. So from now until Election Day in 2024, which will come very quickly, we'll go, look at how time flies, look how fast it's all going. I will fight like no one has ever fought before. We will defeat the radical left Democrats that are trying to destroy our country from within and likewise protect us all. We want to protect us. We have to be protected from all of those nations out there that are looking to destroy us from beyond our shores. There are lots of nations that hate us gravely. And that's the problem. When they look at us in disarray like we are right now, when we go to them begging for oil and we have more liquid gold under our feet than they have or any other nation has, Facts. and we don't use it because we're going to them, it's crazy what's happening. We can't let it continue. Joe Biden is the face of left-wing failure and Washington corruption. He had a big G20 dinner tonight. Everybody flew over to wherever they flew over. And guess what? He never showed up. They're still looking for him. What's going on? G20, I used to love that, the leaders. They used to make deals for our country like you wouldn't believe. It was one, give me the next one, give me the next one. And we got him to stop taking advantage of our country. The, every nation took advantage of our country. We rene renegotiated deals with Mexico and Canada, USMCA. We got rid of the worst trade deal ever made. Ever made, NAFTA, the worst trade deal ever made. That's why the farmers love Trump, because we did a great job, but manufacturers also. And we did a deal. We restructured, we restructured our terrible deal with, terrible deal with Japan. And I did it with, Prime Minister Abe, a great man who unfortunately is so sad. He was a great friend of mine, but a great man, loved his country so much, but we restructured and made it a really terrific deal and with South Korea and so many other countries. And the best of all was what we did to China. Uh, we made an incredible deal, but after COVID, I don't even bother talking about it because the devastation that that caused for the entire world was too much to bear. I will ensure mm. that Joe Biden does so not receive four usual. more years in 2020. Can't do it. Our country could not take that. And I say that not in laughter. I say that in tears. Our country could not take four more years. It can only take so much. It's all very fragile to start off with. It can only take so much. 
In 2020, I received the largest number of votes of any sitting president in history by a lot. And we will do it again, but with even more votes this time. Many have noted that huge gains we have made with Latino voters, and I believe we will set even greater records with this crucial vote in 2024. The Hispanic voter, the Latino voter has been unbelievable. Great people, very entrepreneurial people, and they want security. And everyone thought when I did the wall, I built the wall, and they thought, oh, that would hurt me with the Hispanic vote. No, it helped me because they understood. They wanted safety, they wanted security, they, and they understood the border better than anybody else. So they were amazed that we started that trend and now we're continuing with that trend. You look at what we've done in Florida, what everybody's doing now in Florida and Texas, along the border in Texas, won every single community. I won every single community. Governor of Texas called, great gentleman, just got reelected. And uh, he said to me, I'd like to talk to you for a second. Well, he said, you've done something that nobody else has done. You've won every single area along the borders, the longest since Reconstruction. I said, Reconstruction? I guess you call that the Civil War? That's what I call it. That's what I call it. Governor Abbott, very good man, and he's working hard. But it's horrible because what's happening is they're just sending hundreds of thousands of people right through his state, right through Arizona, right through all of the states. What's happening is they're coming up all of the states. And we can't have it anymore. This campaign will be about issues, vision, and success. And we will not stop. We will not quit until we've achieved the highest goals and made our country greater than it has ever been before. And we can do that. We can do it. Our victory will be built upon big ideas, bold ambitions, and daring dreams for America's future. We need daring dreams. It is not enough merely to complain or oppose. We don't want to be critics. We don't want to be complainers. I never wanted to be a critic. I never respected critics. They tell people what's wrong, but they can't do it themselves. We will win because we will fight with every measure of our strength and with every ounce of our energy to lift up the working men and working women of America and to restore the fabric of this nation. The radical left Democrats have embraced an extreme ideology of government domination and control. Our approach is the opposite, one based on freedom, values, individual responsibility, and just plain common sense. It's common sense. In two years, the Biden administration has destroyed the U.S. economy, just destroyed it. With victory, we will again build the greatest economy ever. It will take place quickly. We will build the greatest economy ever. And if you remember, I did it twice. I did it before COVID and then handed off something where the stock market was higher than just prior to COVID coming in. And we did it twice and we will do it again, but this time we'll do it bigger, stronger, better than anybody can even imagine. And one of the beautiful things of the pause, if there is such a thing as a beautiful thing, but one of the 
the important factors of the pause is that we see how bad they've done. So we will be able to do it properly and it will be much easier. Everybody will agree with us because everybody sees what a bad job has been done during this two year period and it will be a four year period. Everybody sees that it will be much easier for us to do what has to be done. We will immediately tackle inflation and bring down to a level that it was, you know, we were at zero, but actually the best number is 1%. Do you know that? You don't want it really zero, you're, but we, we were at zero. We actually got it to exactly 1%, the perfect number. One thing every economist agrees, don't have it zero, have it like at 1%. They even say one to two, but I said, let's do one. And we had it at 1%, and we had it there for a long period of time, and we had the value of the dollar, we had it so that this country could make a lot of money. And I fought other countries where they devalued their dollar, they devalued their currency, whether it was the pound, or whether it was the yuan, or the yen. And I used to fight like cats and dogs with the leaders of other countries because they were stealing from us when they did that. They had artificial devaluations of their currency. It's a very important thing. I haven't even heard it mentioned in two years. It's a very important thing. It's very hard for us to compete when they do that artificially. And they had to pay a big price when they did it. And they never really did it for very long. I said, we're not going to do business with you anymore as a country. And they believed me. And they let it go back up. Instead of putting America last, as the Biden administration has done very, very openly and bravely, because I can't imagine saying, let's put America last. I think it takes courage. We will again put America first. Every policy. Thank you very much. We do love our country, isn't it? That's why we're here. I didn't need this. I had a very nice, easy life. It's a, this is something I didn't need, and a lot of you people don't need either, but we love our country. We have to take care of our country. We have to save our country. Every policy must be geared toward that which supports the American worker, the American family, and businesses both large and small and allows our country to compete with other nations on a very level playing field, which we never had until I came along and the Trump administration came along. And now we're losing it. They're moving back into China. They're moving back into these other countries. It's horrible. That means low taxes, low regulations, and fair trade, much of which I've already completed, but now will even greatly enhance. Other countries should pay for the privilege of coming into the American marketplace. They have to pay to come into our country and make all of that money, take it away from us. And thanks to the Trump administration, still the best and the biggest country in the world is what we have. We have the best and the biggest. If you remember, for many years, you can look in your projection books, China was going to take over from us as the largest economy of the world in 2018 or 2019. I said, I don't like that timing. And I was with President Xi, who's now president for life. 
I called him king. He said, no, no, I'm not the king. I said, yes, you are the king. You're president for life. It's the same thing. But I said, president, president, you can't do these things. You can't remember they had China 25. That means China was going to take over virtually the whole world economy by 25. I said, that's not a nice sign. I don't want that sign. They took it down. They took down the whole slogan. Probably will be coming back at some point in the near future. But I found it very insulting. I said, I find that very insulting. On day one, we will end Joe Biden's war on American energy. And you will see when that happens, you will see energy costs come down. And because energy is so big and so important, you will see inflation dropping, 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 dropping. You will see it come down. It's a thing of beauty. And you wouldn't think it's that complicated. Now, what has been complicated a little bit is what's happened to so many other things. I believe originally started by this energy disaster. We were $1.87 a gallon for gasoline and now it's hitting five six seven and even eight dollars and it's going to go really bad the socialist disaster known as the green new deal which is destroying our country and the many crippling regulations that it has spawned will be immediately terminated so that our country can again breathe and grow and thrive like it should very, very much hurting our country. Germany tried it, you know, Germany tried it. They were up for about a year. Remember I sent to Angela? Remember Angela? Do you remember Angela? Nobody's remembering her now. Angela Merkel, I sent her a white flag of surrender. She said, but why, but why do you send this to me, Donald? I said, Angela, I send it to you because this is a flag of surrender. You are getting 78% of your energy from Russia. And when that happens, history has proven that it's not good for Germany. Just take a look over the last 150 years. It hasn't been good. What I didn't know would take place so fast. And Germany closed, as you know, all of its coal power plants and its nuclear plants. They closed everything. And now they're building coal plants and they're building them fast. And China's building a coal plant every week. Every week they open up another and then they talk about all of the things that they do environmentally. They are watching us die with the Green New Deal, with our windmills and with our solar that doesn't have the power to fire up our great factories and our great plants. They are watching us die and they're laughing as it happens. Remember, economic security is national security. And that's what it is. We need economic security. That is why we will launch an all-out campaign to eliminate America's dependence on China. We will bring our supply chains, which are a disaster right now. You can't get anything, and good luck getting a turkey for Thanksgiving. Number one, you won't get it, and if you do, you're going to pay three to four times more than you paid last year. But we will bring our supply chains and manufacturing base back home as we were strongly doing during the Trump administration, and we will systematically bring back wealth, health, and success to the American middle class and to America itself. Please. Yeah, please sit down. I feel so guilty having you stand. No. Now you've been standing for the whole for the whole event. I feel very guilty. I don't want that to happen.
To every worker and family struggling to survive in the Biden economy with inflation destroying your family and your life, this campaign will be for you. Help is on the way. Joe Biden has abolished America's borders. We are going to restore and secure America's borders just like we had them before, best ever. We built the wall and now we will add to it. Now we built the wall, we completed the wall and then we said, let's do more and we did a lot more. And as we were doing it, we had an election that came up and when they came in, they had three more weeks to complete the additions to the wall, which would have been great. And they said, no, no, we're not going to do that. And that's when I realized that they actually want to have this disaster known as open borders. Hard to believe, isn't it? But one of the reasons we had so much success at the border was because of the fact that two things. We got Mexico to give us free of charge 28,000 soldiers. That helps. And the uh, president of Mexico is a great gentleman, by the way. Socialist, but that's okay. He can't have everything. But he's a great man and a great friend of mine. But 28,000 soldiers while we were building the wall. And then when the wall was finished, that's how we set all these records. We have records that nobody can even compete with. Right now, uh, it's a disaster. I believe it's 10 million people coming in, not three or four million people. They're pouring into our country. We have no idea who they are and where they come from. We have no idea what's happening to our country. We're being poisoned. Within moments of my inauguration, catch and release will be gone forever. Remain in Mexico. Remain in Mexico, which was so important. Everybody came in here, they remained here, and they never left. You couldn't get them, you couldn't find them. I had a policy, remain in Mexico. And if you think it was easy for me to get the president of Mexico to agree to that, it wasn't. But we got it. And they terminated it, can you believe? So now they come in here, they stay, and we have no idea where they are. They get lost. And it's very dangerous for our country. And again, I'll say, we're going to pay a big price someday for what they're doing. We will begin the process of safely removing the illegal alien criminals that have been unlawfully allowed into our country. We have no choice. We have no choice. And in restoring border security, we will stop the flow of deadly drugs and horrible human trafficking, which both have been set upon us like never before. The human trafficking, you think of it as an ancient thing. It's not ancient. Because of the internet, human trafficking is worse than it's ever been in history. And we stopped them at the southern border, which is the number one port all over the world, the southern border. So much comes through the southern border. Number one port, and we stopped them. And now it's at levels that are many, many, many times what it was just two years ago. Biden and the radical left had left loose on this total breakdown of law and order. It was a total breakdown of law and order. I will restore public safety in American cities and other communities that need our help. And if they don't want our help, we're going to insist that they take our help this time. Because, you know, the Democrat governors, these are all Democrat cities. The governors and mayors are supposed to ask for the help, and they would never ask for the help. And yet people are being shot and killed at random like nobody's ever seen before. And we sent in the National Guard and Minneapolis and in other places. In Seattle, we went and we were uh, we were getting ready to go and they took over part of the city and the governors, the Democrats don't want to ever ask to do anything because they don't want to shake things up. In the meantime, the cities are rotting and they, they are indeed cesspools of blood. 
So we're going to go and help them, even if they don't want the help. We will give our police back their authority, resources, power, legal protection, and we will give them back their respect. They're great people. And I will immediately launch a no-holds-barred national campaign to dismantle the gangs and clean out the nests of organized street crime. You know, the worst, the worst criminals, the worst gangs are MS-13. And uh, under the Barack Hussein Obama administration, they were unable to take them out because their countries where they came from wouldn't take them. And I learned about that on my first day, I actually say. But I learned about it, and I said, which countries? And it was Honduras and Guatemala. It was El Salvador, some others. And I said, how much do we pay them? Sir, you pay them $750 million a year. That's a lot of money. I said, all right, stop payment. We're not paying them anymore because they wouldn't accept them. They would put planes on the runway. So when our plane would come out with these gang members from MS-13, the plane couldn't land because other planes were on the runway. The buses weren't allowed to get through their borders because they had stronger borders than we did by far. They had borders. We don't have borders. They had borders. Other countries that we defend have borders. We defend other countries' borders, but we don't defend our own. But these countries, and I got to know all of the presidents, prime ministers, I got to know them all. And I said, all right, stop payment of the $750 million a year. They won't take them. And you could not get anybody back in because they sent them out. They didn't just come out. They sent them out. They don't want the bad ones. They want to keep their good ones. They don't want the bad ones. These are gang members that will kill and they like using knives because a knife is more painful than a gun. You've read the stories. MS-13. These are savages. They say, oh, please don't use that name. They're people. No, they're not. These are savages. And so we went along and I said, stop payment of the $750 million. And I get a call the next morning from the presidents of every country that we're talking about. Sir, there seems to be a misunderstanding. What's the problem? Is there, is there anything we can do? Yeah, you're not taking your MS-13 gang members back that you sent to us. In the caravans, I love the name I came up with. it. I love the name. The caravans, thousands and thousands of people. And in those caravans, you have some rough, rough people. I said, you're not taking them back. Well, we didn't know that this was a problem, sir. Is there anything we could do? I said, yeah, take them back. We would be glad to take them back, sir. They took them back. I still didn't give them the 750, but that's all. And by the way, now Biden wants to give them $4 billion. They were happy with 750, and now they want to give them $4 billion. Somebody someday is going to explain that one to me. It actually makes you rage with anger when you hear that. They wanted 750 so badly and now they're getting $4 billion. We will wage war upon the cartels and stop the fentanyl and deadly drugs from killing 200,000 Americans per year. And I will ask Congress for legislation ensuring that drug dealers and human traffickers, these are terrible, terrible, horrible, people who are responsible for death, carnage, and crime all over our country. Every drug dealer during his or her life on average will kill 500 people with the drugs they sell, not to mention the destruction of families. But we're going to be asking everyone who sells drugs, gets caught selling drugs, 
to receive the death penalty for their heinous acts because it's the only way. We don't need any more blue ribbon committees. We don't need, I don't like to say this, and I don't even know if the American public is ready for it. And a lot of my people say, please don't say that, sir. That's not nice. They kill 500 people each on average. And if you don't do this, in China, when I was with President Xi, I said, President, do you have a drug problem? No, 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 we don't. He looked at me like I didn't know what I was doing. He said, uh, no, we don't have a drug. How come you don't have a drug problem? He said, quick trial. What is a quick trial? Quick, I sort of knew. What is a quick trial? That's where if you get caught dealing drugs, you have an immediate and quick trial. And by the end of the day, you're executed. That's a terrible thing. But they have no drug problem. The only drug problem they have is they make the fentanyl that comes into our country, and I had him stopping it. They actually clarify some concerns I had from an episode we did earlier. Mentioned it to him again. We were stopping it. That was way down, that number. But they send it in. But they don't have a drug problem. Uh, other countries, like Singapore, has no drug problem. No drug. You ask them. They don't even know what you're talking about when they say drug problem. They don't even know what you're talking about. They have no drug problem. Now, why should they sell there and risk their lives every time they sell when they can come to the United States and nobody even cares? They can do whatever they want to do and become rich. It's a disgrace. So if you want to get rid of that and also bring down your level of crime, probably 75 or 80 percent, that's the only answer. No more blue ribbon. I refuse to create them anymore. It was just a joke. It was... New York people wanting to be on a committee for publicity reasons, no? No more blue ribbon committees. That's the only way you're going to solve the problem. And I hope politicians are listening because they should do it quickly. Joe Biden has also proven that he is committed to indoctrinating our children, even using the Department of Justice against parents who object. It's a terrible thing that's happening. It's so sad what's happening. When I'm in the White House, our schools will cease pushing critical race theory as they were. Radical civics and gender insanity. Or if they do that, they will lose all federal funding, but we'll get them to stop. And I will be the president who finally fixes education in America. We were doing great. We were doing, we were starting to really get it right. We will not let men, as an example, participate in women's sports. Is that okay? No, we, no men. No men. <laughs> My people tell me, sir, that's politically incorrect to say. I said, that's okay, I'll say it anyway, if you don't mind. We've had, we've had tremendous tremendous problems and and you know it's very unfair to women just very very unfair we will defend the rights of parents and we will defend the family as the center of american life but who would think standing up here 10 years ago 15 years ago that a politician and i don't like to think of myself as a politician but i guess that's what i am i hate that thought but that a politician would be up 
saying we will defend parental rights. Of course you're going to defend it. Who would think that we even have to mention this? Who would think it even should be a subject to be talked about? We have to defend parental rights. Can you believe this? As commander in chief, I will get Biden's radical left ideology out of our military. And I did. I did. And in the first day, they put it back. They signed an executive order and they put it back. It was gone. We will abolish every Biden COVID mandate and rehire every patriot who was fired from our military with an apology and full back pay. Thank you. And they deserve an apology and they deserve full back pay and they'll get it. And unlike Biden possibly getting us into World War III, which can seriously happen, I will keep America out of foolish and unnecessary foreign wars, just as I did for four straight years. We will again have peace through strength. That's all it is. As events overseas have shown, to protect our people from the unthinkable threat of nuclear weapons and hypersonic missiles, the United States must also build a state-of-the-art next-generation missile defense shield. We need it. The power of these missiles and the power of a word that I refuse to say, nuclear. We have to have it. We need a defense shield. And we have to do it. And we actually have the technology and we're going to build it. Just as I rebuilt our military, I will get this done. I rebuilt our entire military, which nobody talks about. When I got there, we had jet fighters that were 48 years old. We had bombers that were 60 years old. We had bombers where their grandfathers flew them when they were new. And now the grandchild is flying the bomber, but not anymore. But as I have said before, the gravest threats to our civilization are not from abroad, but from within. None is greater than the weaponization of the justice system, the FBI and the DOJ. We must conduct a top to bottom overhaul to clean out the festering rot and corruption of Washington, D.C. Thank you. And I'm a victim, I will tell you. I'm a uh -oh. victim. Think of it. Uh, the yeah. FBI offered $1 million to Christopher Steele, who wrote the fake dossier, if he will lie and say that the fake dossier was true. And he refused to do it, so it had to be really fake. And then they hired somebody. Demchenko for $200,000 a year to focus on Trump and to get Trump and other things, including the raid of a very beautiful house that sits right here. The raid of Mar-a-Lago, think of it. And I said, why didn't you raid Bush's place? Why didn't you raid Clinton? Ooh. 
32,000 right. emails. Why didn't God you damn. raid Clinton's place? Why didn't you do... Name and name. Obama, I like it. who took a lot of things with him. We will dismantle the deep state and restore government by the people. Saying a lot of good shit. It just says he do it. Further drain the swamp. I will push for a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on members of Congress. It's time. Ooh, okay, okay. I like that. That will actually, sunset clauses need to be added too, mind you. And I will ask for a permanent ban on taxpayer funding of campaigns, a lifetime ban on lobbying by former members of Congress and cabinet members. Ooh, this is what I like to hear. It's that good, good. Now I see what they make. They leave the White House or they leave Congress and they're paid millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. No, you have to have a ban. We want a ban on members of Congress getting rich by trading stocks with insider information. And many of our great members agree with that. They actually agree with that. And of course, we will do whatever it takes to bring back honesty, confidence, and trust in our elections. To eliminate cheating, I will immediately demand voter ID, same-day voting, and only paper ballots. Only paper ballots. France just had an election, 36 million people voted. It was all done by 10 o'clock in the evening, no complaints. You had a winner, you had a loser. The loser went home. Uh, the winner is a friend of mine, nice guy. But he was happy, but there was no complaints. And if there is a complaint, you check it out and you can fix it very easily. You can find out what's going on. No, paper ballots, same day voting, voter ID, so simple. And, and we want all votes counted by election night. They spend all of the money for machines and all of this stuff, and they end up two weeks later, three weeks later. By that time, everyone forgot there was even an election. It's horrible. And this doesn't happen. I said it before. It doesn't happen in third world countries. They do better than we do. It's horrible what's happening with our election and election process. And I'll get that job done. That's a very personal job for me. I take that very personally. But this is just the beginning of our national greatness agenda. And that's what we call it, a national greatness agenda, because our country can be greater than it ever was. Our country was great. Our country's not great anymore. Our country's a laughing stock right now. But our country can be greater than it ever was before, by a lot. There will be more, much more to come in the months ahead, there are so many things we can do. Many of them are not even hard to implement. The journey ahead of us will not be easy. Anyone who truly seeks to take on this rigged and corrupt system 
will be faced with a storm of fire that only a few could understand, right? I happen to have some children in the front row. They, they understand. In fact, my one boy, stand up, Eric. I think he got more subpoenas than any man in the history of our country. So unfair. Al Capone, you all heard of the great gangster? Al Capone got far less. Billy the Kid got almost done. Jesse James, no. Eric Trump got more subpoenas. He's, he's a PhD in subpoenas. They come from Congress. They... And I appreciate the job you do and the abuse that you've taken. I really do. And it hasn't been a joyride for our great first lady either. It hasn't been a joyride. Stand up. I go home and she says, they do love her. I go home and he says, you look angry and upset. I said, just leave me alone. I got it. Hasn't been the easiest thing, but she's been a great first lady and people love her. We will be resisted by the combined forces of the establishment, the media, the special interests, the globalists, the Marxist radicals, the woke corporations the weaponized power of the federal government, the colossal political machines, the tidal wave of dark money, and the most dangerous domestic censorship system ever created by man or woman. The most dangerous system we've ever had. We will be attacked. We will be slandered. We will be persecuted just as I have been. I mean, I have been, but many people in this room have been. But we will not be intimidated. We will persevere. We will stand tall in the storm. We will march forward into the torrent. And we, in the end, will win. Our country will win. We will win. My fellow Americans, we will join together and reverse this staggering American decline. And it is staggering indeed. And we will again restore the spirit of our nation. And then we must build and raise up a legacy that will stand without equal in the entire history of the world. With your help, we will create communities where our children will grow up safe and strong and a nation where they will grow up free, prosperous, and well. We will reestablish the principles of hard work and merit and end the scourge of homelessness that is plaguing our beleaguered Democrat-run cities. We will heal our divisions and bring our people back together through incredible success. We will defend life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
We will expand the frontiers of human knowledge and extend the horizons of human achievement. And we will plant our beautiful American flag very soon on the surface of Mars, which I got started. <laughs> Hell yeah. But big we goals, need everyone goals. involved. We need everyone's help. We need to look out for one another. We need to be friends. And we need every patriot on board. Because this is not just a campaign. This is a quest to save our country. Talking about saving our country. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I am asking for your vote. I am asking for your support. And I am asking for your friendship and your prayers. This very incredible but dangerous journey. If our movement remains united and confident, then we will shatter the forces of tyranny and we will unleash the glories of liberty for ourselves and for our children and for generations yet to come. America's golden age is just ahead. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. We will make America glorious again. And we will make America great again. Thank you very much. God bless you all. Thank you. Ooh. All right, we're going to see if he says any last minute things before he gets off the stage, and then we'll... Uh, Wrap it up with final analysis, and I'll get this uploaded. And it's not how first lady, right? this up soon unless Trump says something else in the last minute we're just gonna go into my final analysis on this little uh oh, let me so all in all pretty damn good speech I gotta say I mean it's confirmed you know it was confirmed before it came out that it was in fact gonna be an announcement that he's running for president 
But no, I think he addressed everything pretty well. One, he came out and he announced what his plans to do with limiting the state, adding term limits for Senate and other parts of the government, stripping and limiting different parts of the FBI or investigations, things I like to hear. And if he's not stopped, he might actually be able to get to do it. But that's the thing. His first term, his hands were tied. Now if he gets in... He's probably not going to worry so much about being impeached. He's not going to worry so much about being stopped. It'll be a lot of executive orders. It'll be a lot of just forcing his shit through, I imagine. And he uh, did address election concerns, but he didn't bring up... He didn't rag on 2020. He didn't beat that dead horse into the ground. He didn't go on a whole tangent about the midterms being uh, possibly stolen or any of that. He came out, he made a statement about securing elections, about what needs to be done in order to make elections safe, and he moved on with it. All in all, I mean, 9 out of 10. Uh, the, the the humor was there in a lot of parts. There's a lot of really funny parts where, where Trump was just being his genuine Trumpian self, which was just humorous, but there was a lot of times where he wasn't as funny as he could have been or even should have been. But I'm going to wrap this up here. I'm going to get this episode put together and uploaded. And going from here, uh, come back at uh, come back at 11 uh, tomorrow for an episode. Start the day off talking about Donald Trump's 2024 presidential, ooh, presidential campaign. All right. Peace, guys.